0: Hello and welcome to Ways Women Lead, the podcast where remarkable female leaders share their personal journeys and offer valuable guidance on advancing your career as a woman in leadership. Join host Anna Gramadska and her guests as they delve into various aspects of leadership, including diversity, equity, and inclusion. This podcast is brought to you by Six Group, a global executive search and leadership advisory firm. Uh, Melanie, hi. It is it is great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be a part of. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I think the conversation with you will be very interesting for um, all the women in the automotive sector, in the manufacturing sector as a whole, but also for all organisations that are looking to build diversity and, and inclusion. There is a lot of um, best practices that we can share between different Industry, so I think there there will be um, based on my previous conversations with you. I think there's a lot of food for thought will come out of it. So I'm Absolutely. really I'm really excited to uh, to have you here. So you're currently Vice President Business Development Europe for Flex Automotive, and you've had a, an interesting, fascinating career in automotive, having been with some global organisations like TRW, Magna. Uh, You joined Flex in 2015, you were promoted since then, and so I'll be really interested in finding out a little bit more about uh, what a career in the automotive industry looks like. Also, how do you build and grow diverse and inclusive teams? There are some very impressive statistics about Flex and its gender diversity proportions, for example. And there's some interesting advice for women who want to grow their career in automotive. Having been through that journey, it will be... Interesting to hear from you, you know, what would you advise to, to women who are starting out or who are, want to reach a higher level position? So what? why our automotive sector? What, what made you join the sector? What kept you fascinated about this sector uh, for so many years? So starting with that, to be honest, I had a very
1: early entrance. So while I was studying, I did study economics in uh, Bavaria. And this university had the opportunity to be focused on automotive. So I got my chance there already and uh, I entered into automotive. And then of of course, it was just after studying, I ended up with my first job at TRW. Today it is ZF. Um, So, and that was my first jump into automotive. And why automotive? Let me answer it from that perspective. Of course, I'm born in Stuttgart. So this is an automotive city by heart, right? So we have Mercedes here, we have Porsche here, but of course that doesn't trigger your way forward. So, but I think the thing on automotive is, this is about cars. And with cars, there's haptics, there's optics, and then of course, all of that, and and innovation and technology, and all of that just suddenly leads into emotions. And I think there's nothing greater if you can have a relationship to really what your products are contributing to. So, and for me, the car industry is obviously something that I am really, really um, love uh, and to be part of it.
0: And um, what are the typical myths about working with an automotive industry? Of course, everyone
1: is telling you um, that this is a male dominated industry, maybe. And I would agree, because if I go back 25 years, that was surely the case, right? So there was a complete different industry uh, 20 years ago. When you started, when, when you take a look back into this area, um, then you suddenly find a picture with less female into this automotive industry. And, so, and of course, there had been very minor group of female leads then, even within. So that was a typical picture. But luckily, that picture has turned into the good way. So, of course, since that point of time, a lot of women held entrance into automotive, into that entire industry, and as well now, meanwhile, even into the leadership roles of the automotive industry.
0: Uh huh. So, so the misconception would be it's a male-dominated world, but it's not anymore. There are many female. Uh, working in the automotive and you will find people who are like you does it feel different to work in an automotive company now it it looks different from what you said when you look at the you know distribution of men versus women on the leadership team does it feel different
1: to work in another no no I would not say that it feels different to be honest Uh, I mean automotive from the nature of the business is what it is, no matter if you're male or female, you're just running to the same schedules and uh, things that you have to deal with. It is not different anymore because of really things have changed. So we really have developed the whole industry have developed itself into a good path, right? So being more diverse, being more open, uh, being more inclusive, of course, does help the story a lot.
0: And and throughout your career, uh can you think of one best day or one best experience that you remember what what would that be I would say that's really hard to tell because there have
1: been a tons of good days Uh I have to say Uh so I can differ that in two different things so I can give it a headline my personal individual experience which I really liked and that of course contributes to when I got my first job wow so Mm -hmm. then I when I got promoted when I got um pointed out from a headhunter saying, hey, you are big, absolutely great fit for this company. That is all of the things uh, for individuals, for me, what I liked and in return, give it a headline as my best day. And then on the other side, this is all about people. So it is about your colleagues that you're working with, with your own team, with your managers, with the customers even. Um, really great days have been, for example, when we really get together with a customer and we stand in front of them and and we we had and we had to figure it out a really big issue and and we both have found together a solution. That turns out as a great day. If you mm-hmm. sit then at the end of the day with the customer, say, mm-hmm. good, great, we worked it out, fantastic, and the mm-hmm. same is of course contributing. If such goes with the team, right? Or even you have been given an award, a nomination or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, with your entire team. These are the best days, I would Mm -hmm. say, of course.
0: So working with the like-minded people who love solving problems, uh, you put two minds together, you have way more ideas than you you would have by yourself, right? That is diversity. Uh That is the secret of diversity. And then can you share some of the awards you just mentioned? Of course, in
1: the automotive industry, there's a lot of awards that going on. We are working on the automotive side in Europe with all the big major OEMs that you are familiar with and as well with the tiers. These are our customers and we are in different areas like electrification, autonomous connectivity Mm -hmm. and the smart area and through the year. You recently, of course, grow your business through different kind of awards and nominations. This is what I'm talking about so far this is awards and nominations.
0: Mm. You you get to work on some of the technologies that are shaping the industry of the future right now. So even though you still don't have uh, the level three autonomous cars on the streets, you already get to work on this technology, right? We are contributing
1: to all of that technologies. Uh Like I said, we are really in all of the different innovation areas. Mm -hmm. So there are four different chapters and flex uh, weather on a pure manufacturing side or even contributing with a known product is really part of
0: all the different segments. It's fascinating because, of course, from a perspective of a consumer, we still see that people are still considering, should I buy an electric car or not? You know, I've heard about autonomous driving cars, but I actually haven't seen one, right? The regulation is still changing. People are still thinking, is there um, wide enough network of charging stations for electric cars. this is still not a reality when the, the things that you're already working on so you get to work on thi- on on you know on what the yeah. reality of driving will be like in ten years or in five probably sooner. when do you think it's uh, it's going to be more widespread? Yeah, we see um that the
1: most recent OEMs really turning to electrification, I think there's always room to improve like with the entire environment and uh, to adapt to that. But we are on the way and this is always if there's something big, new and innovation uh, that suddenly is introduced to the world. The world is not uh, just there straight away and all at the same point of time. It needs a bit of time. There must be adaptions, new ideas, concept, innovation, things like that but I'm pretty confident that uh, Germany and the world, we're going to work it out to deal with it.
0: It's happening. It's certainly happening. Absolutely. That, um, I'm, 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 I'm sure of that. Um, and what about diversity and inclusion at FLEX? So again, I've been reading some very interesting statistics, and last time we spoke, you also told me about very interesting initiatives uh, that you are either part of or leading to uh, bring more diversity and inclusion um, so, FLEX has 44% of female uh, employees right now. This is actually above the average for automotive and manufacturing industries. Um, so, what are the initiatives that you're particularly proud of or that you think bring most impact? We are
1: 44% female on the entire workforce at FLEX. We are manufacturing, obviously, a lot of us in operation and manufacturing. So, what I would like to focus on here really I think to manage to be on an equal share somehow within a manufacturing side is something that you might even reach earlier. The big focus is really if you look to females and to really get them on the leadership positions, right, into the management, like mid-management or higher management, something. This is something where we have to turn the focus on right now. And I'm overly proud on FLECT in this regard, because I can share that 25% of our board management is definitively female representative. And then 22% of all our global, all segments, um, director level and above is as well female representatives. And this is what I think is the real challenge and the real focus that we have to turn on. So it is really the thing, how to manage to get the females into leadership positions, and then if they're already a little bit at the um, mid-management, how to make sure that they are finding their way up on the carrier ladder. And at FLEX, how we have done that is we um, really took um, that challenge from both sides. We closed the gap from both sides, say it like that. So, at once we have our executive leadership team, right? This is the, our management. So, and this is maybe starting with our head like CEO. This is a she, right? Mm-hmm. Ravathi Advide. So, she as our CEO is mainly the driver, maybe even within the whole culture. Mm-hmm. And especially on that women, I know that is a personal hard thing for her. So, the entire management is really has been given one strategy, one goal setting. This is our sustainability goals and incorporated in these goals is particularly the thing, how do we support women, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole management is lined up with this big company goal. So each individual manager at Flex um, has been given goals that are in line with that big strategy. So that is the one thing when you really, when the voice comes from above and the whole company and the management is living through. So you really have to walk the talk then. And then on the other side, we are working uh, on our own with the female managers maybe, or not even manager, like on the way to getting into the management. And we do different kinds of starting from mentoring, coaching, this is the normal things that you do. And then uh, we set up like really a seminars meeting where we do work on their self-confidence on what is important for a career, how do you plan for it, how do you communicate it? So this is all about it. And then we have uh, panels where we have really executive leadership like females sharing their own stories and con- letting us contribute on how did they, they worked out things, how did they solve problems or hurdles which have been in their way. So that is a fantastic thing which we had seen, this is working out great. And mm-hmm. we got a lot of great
0: feedback from
1: our company, Females.
0: And uh, and fantastic results. And yes. um, uh, what has been the biggest challenge since you embarked on this journey of diverse, of, of improving yeah. diversity and inclusion? What has been the biggest challenge, either for the company or for yourself? I didn't even see it as a challenge for me. Uh-huh. It was
1: more like a thing that I really loved to do. I had entirely fun. It was so lifting up. It was so motivating helping others and to see they grow with it and they are lucky and you contribute. I had never, ever one second where I felt, oh, this is really challenging. This is really getting difficult. The more we share, the more we collaborate, the more we communicated, the more I felt the people are really all in one. We yeah, grow up to one family. We're helping each other. And this is a healthy thought about that. So... I would not call it a challenge.
0: I must say I had similar experience when I launched this podcast. Um, whoever I reach out to, everyone is happy to contribute. And uh, it, it just what you said, it just shows that everyone is interested to make some impact and and, and invest themselves in this agenda, which is good to see, which which actually was yeah. Um, I knew people want to do something about it. It's an, it's a, something that clients often ask us about, but I'm really happy to see that people do it just as a side passion project. You know, people are truly passionate about it and, and, and they and want I to participate.
1: Same, yeah, I see the same as well, like our male colleagues enter mm-hmm. into that because and this is a bit what I'm sharing, thinking about you have children, so you have little girls, right? And you want really them to have a chance later on. So um, so this is not only about you and you're a female and you want to work on that. This is as well, think bigger. So you have people around you, uh, which you want to grow and which you want to open up the world. And this comes. Exactly. What is the world you
0: want your kids to live in when they grow up? Right? Absolutely. <laughs> was there any s- surprise for you when you when, when women share these stories? For example, was there anything surprising for you, or maybe what was your biggest learning out of out of this experience participating uh, yeah. in these initiatives?
1: I can tell you, and this is exactly it's all about humans. So that was my biggest learning. <laughs> So having that conversations, even with our CEO, with the executive leadership team, with any CEOs from outside, COOs, head offs, whatever. So all of that great, uh, great management teams, which are normally not too much working so closely. If it comes down to it and they start sharing their stories and their struggles, you recognize well, that sounds familiar. I, I have the same experience. This is me. That that could have been me. And then you understood, okay, they worked it out, right? So there is a way that is really, okay. So there's no one has done something which is completely out of scope. This is all normal. You run to the normal You just have to understand and find a way how to work it out. And this is when I love them to share advices. Mm -hmm. So, and this is a little bit what we do. And
0: uh, yeah, that was my biggest. Connecting with people, the power of role models, the power of sharing the stories.
1: Yeah, and really to understand you can do it. So, and I have a little daughter and I always Mm -hmm. tell her, you can be and you can do everything you want. Mm -hmm. Do not let someone... Tell you this is not possible, this is too far away. Oh my God, you're so no, just go for it. Mm-hmm. You will, you will see, you will find your way when you believe in that. And I think this is a little bit the learning what we can do as well from our children to not seeing all that boundaries. Yeah, because it's then sometimes the story that you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the in a younger age, like when I was in my um, starting of my career, I was not that self confident. Mm -hmm. I was completely, so that was really then a male, a little bit more male-ish in that automotive industry. And I find myself in meetings and sometimes I felt like, okay, you're really on stage. So if you suddenly raise up your voice, everyone is staring much more than it, it is my male colleagues. And then they are more critical, of course, about what you say, how you say it, how you present it. So all about that. And then on the other hand, if you are, then have been in meetings, you felt more like you were putting into a listener role. And then I as well told myself, oh, everyone here in the room has much more intelligent stuff to add than me. Mm-hmm. So, but that was, of course, maybe as well the story I told myself, mm-hmm. right? So that as well contributes, but there has been as well clear, clear discriminations as well, like, Oh, Melanie, seeing you there as a manager and trying to act like a man, this is the things you don't want to hear, right? And mm-hmm. luckily, I think today it appears mm-hmm. very seldom, right? <laughs> so, but that was a bit where I had grown up. So, and all of that changed completely. So, we are in a completely different world. We are much more diverse. Companies are forced to be more diverse and more open and more inclusive. And I think we are absolutely on the
0: right path. And um, so looking back at your younger self, when you just entered the automotive world, the the professional career, when you just started it, what advice
1: would you give yourself? So my biggest advice is two things. At first, make sure you perform. So Mm -hmm. understand what is the expectation to your role and to your job so that you understand, okay, what does performing means? Mm -hmm. And make sure you do perform. And then, and the second is, if you already feel a little bit leavened, stretch yourself. Mm -hmm. So how, what do I mean? (laughs) How's that working? Stretch yourself can look like if there are additional tasks, which are not out of your complete normal working um, area. So an additional project, task, an activity whatsoever, raise your hand. Mm -hmm. Even if you have no clue how this is working or how to do it, because you will be suddenly forced within a short time to add experience and knowledge. And within this, you do widen your bandwidth, right? Mm -hmm. And you suddenly get introduced to people outside of your normal working circumstances. And that means others as well can start to see you. And they understood you can as well think outside of the box. That means Mm -hmm. you are really stretching yourself. And that is as well a contributor which might help to each and everyone who is looking for another career. There's,
0: there's so much to unpack from this advice. So so number one, I think the statistic uh, that you often see that men will apply for new role when they meet only 60% of criteria, but women will apply for that same role when they meet 100% of criteria. I think that comes into it. So it, it's and it's related to what you said, right? Don't, even if you don't know, raise your hand. Uh, volunteer. That's how you will learn. You will only learn if you get yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, and then the networking with an organization is so crucial and outside of organizations. This is something that we always advocate for because of the nature of what we do in executive search. Networking is so powerful. It's it's knowledge, it's it's opportunities. I think in your profession in business development, it kind of comes naturally, but uh, in some other functions, people undermine underestimate the power of
1: networking. Absolutely. To be honest, and I do that by purpose. Um, really. Um, and it does not, yeah, it does come naturally because at business development you're having a lot of conversations with the customer, with suppliers, with whatsoever. Um, but I think what, what I do as well proactively is to really find people outside of my space that I can call up. So if I find myself and I have to rumble with someone or I have to, hey, I need your thought. Do I see that completely different? Am I wrong? It is good to have someone who is like within a business area, understands a little bit of the business, but not naturally being in your surrounding of the team. So you can get a good advice from people like that. And that's why if you have a network, it's easy for you to reach out. And this is how you get more matureness and self-confidence within. Exactly. So. That self confidence. This is something females always tend to not have that by nature, and this is how we support females really building up self confidence. And how can you do that? What are the steps? How can you grow in that?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and final piece of advice for organizations. So, what do you think are the biggest mistakes organizations do when they drive? They gender and diversity agendas, and then what's most important maybe piece of advice you would give to other organizations or leaders who want to improve diversity and inclusion in their teams? So I I would say, to be honest,
1: and and I want to be really kind here, I think every step into that direction is a great step already. If you want that this is a real impact on your company, then you must come up with a clear picture. So what does diversity and inclusion means? And I can give you a little bit of an example. Like at Flex, we have a clear, um, defined values, behaviors. We build up a complete culture. And for example, so for us, um, it is like a diversified um, company, an inclusive company is when your employees feel really as an individual, how they are if they feel valued. That goes in line with they feel safe, they feel like okay they can be who they really are. Um, So this all incorporates as well the diversity picture where you talk about minority groups, right? Uh, And that could be like we have a Black Flex network, we have a Latin network, we have LGBT, so pride network, so and then of course women and things like that. So all of that talk about that. So make, set up a culture and communicate the culture. We had communicated behaviors that we want our employees to be in line with. This is not strange behavior. This is the normal things that you and I would normally do and that you would expect from everyone. I think the differentiator is what you can do. If you communicate that, And not only like those nice uh, uh, papers that you put on the wall and they're in the meeting room and you talk once about them and then they hang there for three years and no one ever talk about them. So what Flex is doing differently is really having conversations about it, critical conversations, discussions about these, about the content. And if you keep on communicating that, people really start to follow your thoughts. And suddenly they keep you as a manager accountable for it. And we as a manager keep the employees accountable Mm -hmm. for it. And this is like, for example, treating each other with respect. What does it mean? What does respect looks like? And what does respect not being um, respectful looks like? Make a picture of that. So and if you keep on repeating that and not let it go, do not stop with that. Then suddenly the air for those individuals, which might not be too much in line with that culture, the air gets really thin for them because employees starting to be aware of what this company really wants and they want diversity and they want inclusion. So they felt confident. They felt a bit more open, more brave, more encouraged. And then really it is about ensuring that that situation will be kept. And that means really to walk the talk and not let it off. It's not done just making a nice poster and pinning that somewhere. You have to live it, you have to present it every day.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: the differentiator.
0: The the culture perpetuate the behaviors perpetuate themselves and as yes. you said people are more likely to raise a hand if they see something that isn't in line with this culture and then openly talk about yes. advocating for this type of culture. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, it's been very, very interesting. I think there is a lot food for thought in what you said and a lot of advice both to leaders and individuals who want to
1: lead. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you for being part of that.
0: Thank you for participating. It's been a pleasure. That's it for this month's Ways Women Lead episode. But there is plenty more insightful and actionable advice from where this podcast came from. Check out our website on www.6-group.com if you'd like to know more about how to build and develop diverse, inclusive and effective leadership teams and how to progress your career as a leader. See you next time.